0: This is your favorite Latina ref, Lane Rosario, and you are now watching the three-count three podcast. And if you don't check them out, I may count you out. I may count
1: you Ball? Now, by now, no, you know what that totally means, because normally we come in with this, like, hot, flashy intro, but this is kind of a nice, chilled-out section, and that means that this is now entering the ring 201, and you know who I am, Clifford Red Dogman a man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling, and that's right. By now, you already know, you should be saying it with me, I am your Sherpa, because that's what I am when I lead you up this mountain right but it's never about me it's about who's entering and you see her right next to me it is the lady ref herself lane rosario you know she used to be on this show and then you know some things happened, and she kind of went away but she was our first female guest on our show and now she's back to wrap around uh welcome lane to the show well thanks for having me
0: back yeah it's been a while and a crazy journey through this thing we call life and uh Here we are. Better, faster, stronger. Yeah,
1: (laughs) definitely. It's been crazy because like we did the first interview, I think you were like episode like eight or nine, like you're just right in the mix. And uh, obviously we had met because of Eric, you know, our friend from, well, my friend from the Air Force, your friend who was not in the Air Force at the time when you guys were friends. (laughs) Um, But then we developed this friendship and we kind of like, talk in and out all the time about like how things are going and how things are looking. And it's been interesting because I watch your journey, you watch my journey. And then like, we watch, we see all our mutual friends and we're always like, yo, how do we, how is it we friends with that person too?
0: <laughs> it's like a small world that known as like, for wrestling, hello, it was a small world with Eric as well too, because yes. Eric was at one point family to me, but in the Air Force with you. So, like, it's just funny how small the world can be. And especially in professional wrestling. It's not even, like, 10 degrees of separation. It's, like, minus 10 degrees of separation. You literally go
1: on social media and you're like, oh, you know that person too? Okay. We all know the same people. Got it. <laughs> I I legitimately, like, smile every time I look. Because I think about those all the time where it's like, yo, like, I am legitimately one link away from connecting with like that person and it's just so odd to think of like how close you can be to someone yet you are still so far away from that person at the same time (laughs) because i remember like uh i had a friend who um so like my trainer who i i'm an acquaintance with his friend and his friends like you know we'll put it out there like this i'm not gonna put names out there but he could be you know le champion uh formerly known as but uh it's weird that I'm just like yo I'm legit like one link away from like someone like that of like just randomly running into them and it was, it's it's crazy and it blows my mind every single time I think about like this business and being that far away from somebody
0: yeah it's, it's literally you could be friends with somebody who's friends with somebody else who's on your tv every week or has been doing this on tv for well over 10, 20 years. It's just such a that's what I love about this business, honestly, is the you never know what could happen to you. And it's such a roller coaster ride of an adventure that that's the part that makes me smile and almost like, huh, I wonder what's gonna happen next or who am I going to meet next and you know what opportunities because you just never know what opportunities can come next.
1: Yeah, it's funny because like with the with the podcast and stuff, like I just run into people in the locker room and I'm like, you know what? I normally would not go out of my way to ask this question, but I'm going to ask this question. And I'm like, let me just, because at, at that point, now it's like a business thing. Cause I'm like, yo, like I'm trying to learn from you. Let me ask you on this podcast, like some questions and stuff to figure it out. But then like now, like I become like, and I don't want to say like, I become that guy. Cause that's not what I mean, but i become that person that like people see me in the locker room. They're like, Oh, you're the guy with the podcast. I'm like, yeah, that's me with <laughs> the podcast. Hey, you so could be known fun. for
0: worse things. So I right. think you're the guy for the podcast cool. That means people are going to want to talk to you because that's exposure. That's content. That's, you know, you're a talker, so they know they can feel comfortable with you. So that's a good thing to be known for.
1: Yeah. It's been funny too, because like, even with this show, uh, you know, I've had people who've come back and talk to me and they're like, it's so so weird because like, you'll see, you think about those moments where like, somebody will say something ridiculous on the podcast and you're just like, Mm -hmm. why would they say something like that? And I had someone recently tell me, they're like, I now understand why people, because like, they tell tell me all the time they're like you just have this ability to like bring people's guards down and then they just like open up and start talking about all sorts of stuff and i'm like yeah i i you know what it is what it is i just have fun talking to people and you know you're right like i just have a tendency of like bringing people's guards down and be like hey man like it's between you and me we're having this conversation and coincidentally this podcast among the hundreds of people who want to listen to it (laughs)
0: but But I feel like you do that's all I can co-sign with that and I but here's the funny part is I do that in real life I'll be places and I don't even say a word and I'll have like the older women come try the older Hispanic women try to speak to me in Spanish I'll have people to say hey honey how's your day going and I'm like do I know you like (laughs) and and you'll you'll laugh about this the ex-New Yorker in me is like why are you talking to me right now? But I have to realize I live in the South now and you can't, I can't do those things. So I'm like, well, I'm good. How are you? And then when I go home to New York, I'm that person that's just like, hey, I hope you're having a great morning. I don't know, maybe something about our personality just draws people to let their guard down because they feel like we're a safe space. That could be it too
1: you know what's crazy is like you because you you know it too and we we have this like personality where like people like kind of like gravitate to us right but I've never had that moment where I've gravitated towards somebody right up until recently I was at a show and uh I saw somebody walk right and it kind of caught my attention I kind of looked over and I was like oh who's that person right I just didn't think about it mm-hmm. and uh I'm not gonna name drop them. I'll tell you about it after but uh yeah, they caught my attention, and it was the first time where I found myself like, "Oh, I feel like you just walk up to them, and like I haven't seen them in like forever, and I just want to go and have like a full conversation with them." Yeah, I'm, I have no idea who I am. I was like, "But I," it made me want to go to people to them, and then I started understanding why people feel that way, like with me, that they want to.
0: You froze. You froze, where are you? You're back. (laughs) I cannot hear you if you're saying anything.
1: Should be better now.
0: Yes, I can hear you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, that was wild. Like my whole computer just turned blue screen and just went out. And I was like, What? It's first time that's I happened.
0: stayed for a few more minutes and I'm like, well, I'll come out too. So it's probably like blank screen for a little bit. That's I right. went on I went on Instagram real quick and Michael Rappaport uh posted a video. Go watch it when we're done.
1: Okay. <laughs> um Okay. So where do we leave off? Was it the Your
0: innate your innate personality of having people flock to you that you yeah. met this person in the locker room? That's where we were at.
1: All right, hold on. So we'll go three, two, one. Yeah. So there wasn't uh yeah. So I met this person and I just got I gravitated to him and I was like, yo, that's, that, that's what it must feel like to have someone like, just gravitate towards me. And I was like, that's, it was insane. I was like, I've never had that happen. I was like, that was, it was, it was pretty wild.
0: <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, I've had it happen once or twice with friends of mine and especially recently it's happened with a particular friend and I'm like gravitating toward this person more and I'm like oh that's what it must feel like then when people are curious about me and you know gravitate this direction that's what it's like okay cool
1: (laughs) yo hey so listen like uh I I we were talking about this kind of beforehand right so I've now been now in this crazy world business sport performance everybody has a different name for it um for a little over two years now right and uh, i've just been thinking back like like man like what would you looking back on my own journey like i've seen things that like help me grow and become a better uh wrestler right but i'm kind of curious like when you see that person come up to you and you like ask them like how long have you been in the business how long have you been in the sport Um, and they tell you like two years, what are kind of like some of the things that you look at them and then, and try to have like expectations of like where they're supposed to be at and like their sense of training?
0: I don't, to be honest with you, because there's some people and hear me out with my logic. There are some people that are six months in and they just get it. There are people that are six or seven years in don't get it. I was one of those people that it took me going into stripes to figure out my my place in the wrestling industry like it took me doing that to get the confidence the aha to like get it like the it thing the it thing can happen for everybody at different moments so I don't really go into it with a preconceived notion of what this person should be at but I'll tell you right now and I said it to you off the record I'm gonna say it to you on the record I am so stinking proud of you and to see see where you're going like I just can't wait to see what you do next but like I said, I don't have any preconceived notion of where people can go. Because like I said, as especially now as a referee, I see all walks of time frame in the ring. And for me, I like working with newer people because then in the ring, I can help you with communication and things like that. Or if you need me or for the people that have been doing it for longer, it's a back and forth.
1: I feel like that's the one thing that like I've like started to learn and like utilize a lot more was like, listening to like because you know we'll talk to the referee and sometimes we'll see like the ref will say something like hey like you guys are doing good or let's go ahead and wrap this up like they 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 get it so it's cool to be able to like interpret somebody else and be like all right cool let's just go ahead and take this we'll take this home right yeah. um but it, in other aspects too i feel like one of the things like i'm still like learning and developing right and everybody will will say this right like putting together a match like that's always like really tough um uh, and especially for me right now it's still a learning process of building those blocks but the other part that I feel like I'm still, like, learning and understanding is listening to the crowd, which is, like, one of those things, like, people don't really talk about a lot is that, like, we're meant to build these, like, stories where, like, you put people on a high and you take people on a low and you build them back up. And then, like, you know, and then and then you go home, right? <laughs> it's this aspect of, like, ha- like, listening to the crowd and knowing, like, all right, they're feeling down right now. All right, they're slowly getting back into it. All right, let's let's start, let's let's start getting back into it. Like start throwing some punches or like do this or do that. So I like really depend a lot, like on the veterans to like help and like help, like guide me through that for right now, because I know like eventually it's going to be me having to take those reins and like guide somebody else through it. Mm -hmm. Or God forbid, let's say somebody gets injured and like all of a sudden, like, they're like, Hey, what are we doing next? Like, Oh, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Right to like help facilitate, I had a situation where I had a, someone who was, uh, I was in a three-way match and uh, the guy, <laughs> he was our veteran person. He was just like, he just grabbed me. He pulled me in. He was like, I am so lost. What's happening next? <laughs> and I was like, uh, just hit. And I said it like that. I was like, just cry, chop me in the throat and then go through the sp- spine, buster. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and so Like it was the whole like AO like, I have to help pull like everything around and I get to practice it every once in a while. If that makes sense. But like doing it in a match is like so much harder.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because you don't have the, what is it? Cause it's right on the fly. You're right on the spot. You're, it's all the pressure that's on it and kudos to you for going through that and saying, Hey, so this is where we're at. Here's where we are because that only makes you better in the rank. Those learning experiences help you grow. So the more that you can get experience, whether it's calling on the fly, being able to remember a match to call it back to somebody else, practice that as much as you can because that'll only help you in the in the long scheme of things. And having that experience for you, I'm pretty sure after that you were like, "Okay, I need to continue this because now I'll need it just in case." Because, like you said, what if somebody does get hurt? Well,
1: it was funny because like having uh, and and. Not that we'd be like, hey, yo, check out who we had on our show. But we had just incredible on the show. And that was something that he had mentioned. He was like, uh, you know, plan the beginning, plan the end, and just live in the moment, in the middle. He's like, don't yeah. worry about that. And uh, he's like, and do everything else on the fly. So uh, when I put a lot of our, like, matches together, like, for practice matches, you know, stuff like that, I, that's what I do. I'm just like, hey, this is what we're going to do at the beginning. This is what we're going to do at the end. Uh, don't worry about the middle. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Because honestly,
0: in this this day and age, that's kind of a lost art form because you do see in a lot of places that people plan out every step from A to Z of their match. And it's almost too choreographed at that point. You're not leaving room for the fans at that point. You're basically telling them, here's our uh, salsa and you're just going to watch it. Here's our dance move and you're just going to watch it. You're not making them any part of that. If you do it where you're, doing the magic based on their reaction and how they're reacting to certain things, you're telling the story with them instead of them being like, here it is, watch it, that's it. So I feel like he was right in that aspect to just the the beginning and the end. This way you have that middle to kind of customize it for the people that you're working in front of.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun to like call things on the fly and just kind of listen. Like, uh, I know... (laughs) one of my favorite things and i i pride myself on this right i really do uh but i was in the back i was talking to this veteran 20 plus years experience and the first thing he asked me he was like all right red dog uh what do you do and i was like i just listen and he just he looked down he looked at he just started smiling he goes i like that he's like what do you really do and we'll talk more about it and we'll figure out what we can do and i was like yes we're in (laughs) because I, I do, I listen. That's all I need to do. I take bumps and I sell. That's what I do. Uh, It was just funny seeing his like smile at me about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because it's an honest answer because if if you don't have things that you do or if you're newer, you're like, that's you kind of showing him respect. Like, Hey, this is your world because you're the veteran in the ring. I'm going to listen to you and that's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah so I, by you saying that probably made him laugh because he's like okay so this this kid gets it you know what i mean not calling you a kid but you know what i mean like this kid gets it and then when yeah. you say and then when they ask you you know here's here's my five moves to do i do this i do this i do this i do this i do this
1: here we are <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. yep <laughs> i enjoy it so much and it's it's fun because like in those aspects like you get you get the real uh, you one, the you know, obviously we talk about like the ability to break down walls, but that's what's important is that you wanna be able to to get behind those scenes and be able to talk to those people about really what they wanna do and what they wanna accomplish. And I do see a lot of guys who are like, I do a I do a corkscrew moonsaw from the second rope. Uh, you know, those like what well, that's like my favorite move to do right now. And uh, I hit a seven twenty Canadian destroyer and you're like Why there's like, there's, and I, and listen, I perform at a hundred percent all the time, whether there's 20 people in the crowd or 200 people in the crowd, but regardless, there are certain moves that I'm going to do if there's 200 people in the crowd versus 20, (laughs) because like at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like there's certain moves that I don't need to hit if I don't have to. But it's also one playing to the crowd
0: that you have too. I mean, with that, like playing to the, playing to the crowd that you have. And if you have, and it's also not even just the numbers of who you're playing to. It's also the type. If you have all adults, they're going to expect different moveset than what kids are going to do. Yes. We are certain, you know, you have to play to the environment that you're given. If it's a bunch of kids, you can act, do like the funniest things and make it all personality and they'll get behind it. As long as you're like a legitimate bad guy and then you're a little bit good guy, they'll, it's like, it's, you know, for them, they like that. If it's for grown adults, you're going to have to up that Annie a little bit because they're not going to be, well, some of them are not going to be happy with just, okay, so we did personality stuff. We did character work. We did, we told a story. I think that, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to, do the Canadian destroyers no matter what the show is. I mean, that's up right. to you, but like telling the story I feel means more than the moves.
1: I love character work. That's like, that's my number one thing I love doing. I love like, whether I'm like the heel, the face or a tweener, it doesn't really matter to me. I just love like getting the crowd like invested in me. Like we were, uh, we were recently at uh, <laughs> at a show uh I was, we, me and the other guy, me, me, well, I would just put out there, me and Chaz, Chaz and I, we, uh, we didn't even want to establish who was facing who's heel. We just wanted to go out there, show off what we can do, have a lot of fun, tell a story about two, two young lions who, and I know for God's sakes, I'm not that young, right? But two young lions who wanted to go out there and just tear the house down. And that's what we did. And uh, <laughs> I remember this one little girl, she was on my side. And she was like cheering me and stuff like that. And Chaz was like trying to beat a baby face. So he like over, and he's like, give her a high five. And she's like, no. And she like booted him like right to his face.
0: She made, and, she gave him a heel turn. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
1: And she was like, totally on my side. And but, that's,
0: point, but how cool did that feel? That she oh, yeah. established that based on what you guys did. Who was the heel in that? Like, that must have felt cool. Like, even from a funny part of that, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, I love it because, like, one of my favorite things to do is, like, I'll hang on the second rope and I'll look out in the crowd. I'll find, like, that one kid that's, like, looking at me. I'll make eye contact with him. And I'm just like, yo, tag me in, bro. Tag in. I can't do it. <laughs> and, like, you just see the horror in their face like, no, I'm not coming in. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not helping me at all, man. You're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> it,
0: you're being mean.
1: Yeah, like I was, uh, I was in a ring with another dude named Cade uh, Lothrock, who, um, you know, was he has like he has a reputation, but he's <laughs> such a nice dude. Like, and uh, he, I, I looked at a kid and I was like, "Yo, tag me in," and that kid was just like, "No, no." <laughs> nope. I was like all right, fair enough, man, I'll do this on my own, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do is to reach out and, like, try to connect with those people, like, that are, like, trying to really, like, get invested in me, or they're just, maybe they're just invested in a match, but try to draw, like, more people just to get their eyes on me, because, you know, my character talks a lot of trash, and it is, not making no secret, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, it's, and that's something, I think, with my character that I'm starting to get more and more comfortable with, is, like, just having those conversations, like in a ring, about somebody's character. Like, I just have no problem, like, talking about somebody <laughs> in the ring at all. It's just, I don't know. And I'm not even a heel. Like, I'm a face that just lives a very dead life.
0: <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Pop culture does get a lot of play nowadays. So if you can bring part of that to yourself and people still dig it, cool. Why not?
1: <laughs> I had a... Uh... It was like somebody, somebody did. Somebody called me in a promo. They called me a knockoff B-rated uh, Deadpool. And I was like, I'm not even mad about this conversation. That's very good. <laughs> like, You're like,
0: nope, I'm not really mad
1: bad. at it at all. You're like this. I see what you did there. I see
0: what mm-hmm. you did. the greatest feeling in the world to connect with like kids i love that even as a referee i still get it too which is funny because um the last show that i did for mission pro was in san antonio and there was a little girl there that came with a sign and it said we heart ref lane on it with like a little with a little ref shirt and a little heart and i was just like You, I, I literally looked when I came out into the ring and I saw it because I saw it while I was in the ring and I was just like, yep, not crying. Yep, not crying. I got to stay still face. Yep, not crying. Mm-mm. But it's the little things in those moments. That's why I love storytelling in the ring so much because as a kid, it was what I was into. So to see other people do
1: it and how the crowd gets so into it is what I love. I'm not going to front. Like, I'm not waiting for that day where you are one under, you're a ref in my match. I cannot wait. Cause I know like you travel all over, whether you're in New York or you're in Florida, you're out in Texas, you're in Tennessee you're in Chicago, like you're like everywhere. And it's like, I, one day when we're like in Delaware like, or <laughs> wherever we are, it's going to happen. I'm just like, I can't wait for that day. Cause I'd be like, be the kid in a candy store. Cause it, it's funny. Cause like one of our mutuals, right? Gabby Gilbert, like. I I knew eventually like, I would cross paths with her. I just didn't yeah. know where. And then just like randomly on a show, she was there and we were both working at the show. And I just like, I got all giddy. And the first thing I did was took a picture and then sent it to you. Cause I was like, look who I'm with. You're was, like, I like, I
0: finally met her. She's yeah. not just a computer. She's not just a computer screen.
1: <laughs> but I was so, I don't know. It was just like, I don't know. It was like that happy feeling. And it's like, you make so many connections with people like in this business. And it's just so weird to like, when I go and when I go and meet people and I'm like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I forgot. This is the first time that we've actually met because we've had this podcast. (laughs) This is the first time we've actually met behind the scenes. I'm like, this this is unique. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because we have
0: such a friendship and we've never really physically even been (laughs) in the same room ever, (laughs) ever in life. Like, Oh, hey, Eric, Eric, I have this friend. Okay, cool. Oh, so we're just going to be besties now. Got it. Okay, cool. (laughs) We'll leave you out of the conversation.
1: Right. I'm sure he's, like, back there, he's just like, "I I wonder how many times they've actually, like, interacted and talked, and Loki didn't even know. Like, we're probably, like, weekly, bi-weekly, just like, hey, yo, what you doing this weekend? <laughs> yeah.
0: like, 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 let, let me do my, my my check-in. Okay. Let's see what Red Dog's up to this week. Okay, cool. You're alive. All right, got it. I'm alive. You're alive. We're doing stuff. We're doing good. Okay, here we are.
1: Actually, you know what's funny is you have no idea, like, how many times, like, I'm wearing your T-shirt, like, in the gym, and someone comes up to me, they're like, yo, I really like your T-shirt. Where'd you get that? I'm like, yo, I got a pro Wrestling tees. It's one of my friends. And uh, they're like, "Nah." And then I go back and find all your videos and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is her. Check it out. And then they're like, yeah. You really know her? Yeah. And uh, you probably see it a lot in the videos where I'm just, like, lifting. Because, like, finally, like, hey, listen, like, I am that douchebag in, in the gym where I, like, cut the sleeves off, like, so many of my T-shirts. And uh, if I'm not wearing one religiously, like, I go ahead and just cut the sleeves off. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take to the gym with me. It'll be there. So it's like in my weekly rotation now, (laughs) where at least- All right, I
0: need a gym selfie then. This way I can post it and be like, okay, look at this one.
1: (laughs) I'll definitely, I'll get one. I'll send it over to you. Um, I need one of yours too, by the way. Watermaneuver.net. It's so weird. It's right there. (laughs) It's right there. Uh, But yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I definitely like have so much fun. Like, especially like where our friendships like take off. Like, I know I can hit you up like at any time and either ask you like, a quick question or something that you would do like in a character scenario or something that uh like if i ever feel like i'm stalling out i know i come to you and talk to you about those kind of things because it was weird like recently and this was like only like a couple weeks ago and for those who are like trying to figure this out like time wise it's it's july 24th (laughs) or it's june 24th uh but i was i was at the point where i was looking i was like man i think i've i've like i don't think i plateaued but i felt like i kind of took a step back and i went to my trainer and i said the same thing and he was like dude you've only taken steps forward since may of last year he's like you just gotta relax and kind of look at it and uh, he's like not every one of your matches are gonna be bangers you're not gonna be able to do this that and i was like i know i get all that i was like but there was like a series of matches that i had and i was like yo like i felt i gave my per- best performance but it just didn't feel like it was my best performance and then this last this last week, um we had a show on a Sunday and Chaz and I like, cause we have such great chemistry. We just tore the whole, the whole place down. And, uh, that at that point I was like, all right, I'm still, I'm still pretty decent where I'm at. And it was just crazy to see. I feel like we've had a lot of parallels
0: that way because I started my ref career roughly about the time you were starting your wrestling career. If you look at the parallels that way. And uh, there's been times even until recently that I've, felt stagnant I'm um, like plateaued a little bit and then I'm like you know what maybe I need to change things up maybe I need to start branching out into new environments into new things and reaching out here and there and then you look at your body of work and you look at places that you've been and matches even for me as a referee looking back on certain things and I'm just like okay maybe I'm not such in that where my head is taking me okay Our minds are very weird things where they think you're at a plateau and you're like, no, what I'm thinking is a plateau for me is actually slower forward momentum that I'm giving myself even credit for.
1: So maybe that's the same thing too. Yeah, I think that's where I was. That's where I hit. And I was just kind of like, man, because like I was thinking about all the places that like I had to sit back and look at all the places. And then what really brought it full forward to me was that the company I went to go wrestle for, which was C3W that's where I had my first match and it had been a full year since I had been in that place. And when I came back, a lot of the, the promoter, the promoters and then um, even the ref there. And one of the guys from the announcing the announcing, team, excuse me, was like, dude, you have changed and you just look like more in tune with like wrestling than what you have done previously. And I was like, no, oh, I appreciate that. Like that really like, kind of gave me like a lot more confidence to just like, all right, cool. We're going to keep pushing forward with what we're doing.
0: It's the more and more that you do something is I feel like the more and more you fall in love with it because I took a month off and I realized after a month off really studying, being home and just doing things, I miss it. And I love it. Like you realize the more you do sometimes, or even sometimes when you take that break, how much you really love it. So for you, it's like the momentum is how much you've grown in it. And your heart's grown in it because if it shows in your work, that means your heart's there.
1: Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely a lot of fun. And, and you're right. Like, I know because, like, I it's weird. Like, in the whole time and just like growing in this industry, like, it started off like, uh, like I was unsure. And then I remember, like in May, like I had a lot of questions. Like May of 2020, because we had just came back from the pandemic, and I was like. I don't think I'm
0: actually,
1: yeah, I was like, I don't think I'm cut out for this, there were so many gaps, or so many stops that happened in that first year, that it really made me question myself, like, because, you know, I had this, I thought I was, like, in a better place than where I was for 2020 in May, and, like, I almost, I almost quit on three different occasions, and I kept telling myself, like, to stick it out, and, one of those occasions I actually got injured and I was like, maybe that's a sign that this isn't supposed to work out for me. And then I think another time, like I got unbooked from a show. I don't really remember what happened, but I remember the first time it was uh, I was in a, in a practice match and it just felt bad. And I was like, dang. And I felt like I wasted a person's time that was having that practice match with me. And then uh, they pulled me, we ended up having it on the podcast And we talked about it afterwards and they're like, no, dude, like you have a lot to learn, but they're like, you're just, you're in the right, you're in the right area. And just listening to that and hearing that gave me a lot more confidence. And I was like, all right, let's keep going. Then I got injured. Then another thing happened. I was like, maybe I shouldn't be in here, but it was like April of last year where I was like, let's get it. And I just hit the ground running. And now like, I feel like. And it was, it was something another veteran had said to me who knew me from, like, the first match that I've ever had. He was like, dude, you can tell, like, you have just filled out. And you're way more comfortable in this character than when I first met you. And I was like, oh, yes, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> and sometimes it happens that way. It, <clears throat> it does take time for you to – it's like being a, t- like a kid all over again. It takes time for you to – Grow up in it, develop certain skills, and you know, for you, it's been a it's been a nice progress to see. But you seem even more confident. When I've seen clips here and there of matches and things like that, or even as a person in this podcast, the second time around, yeah. you sound so like in love with the business, which makes me very very happy. <laughs> you know, big big sis over here is happy. But like it, it's it's and it was the same thing. Like I said for me like I said, we've had a lot of parallels. And in the beginning, I wasn't sure. I was like, is this just going to be a short thing that I do? Is this something that I really want to stick with? And then similar, it took last year. And I'm just like, I really love this. I really love doing this. You know, let's, let's ground running. Let's work here. Let's work there. Let's do this. And I've gotten some bigger opportunities out of it. And it's built my confidence for it believe me it, the this road and this journey is a lot like life it's a lot of ups and downs it's a lot of do i want to do this am i meant for this am i built for this because it doesn't take not everybody's built for the highs and the lows of this journey that we're on and it's a journey whether you're first year in or 30 years in i mean it's it's a journey still every day you see people on tv that have been doing it For 20 or even 30 years and they're still on their journey as well so it's just where the life where the road bumps take you where life takes you and like i said i love this roller coaster obviously if i didn't i would have gotten off of it a long time ago And this is somebody in real life that hates roller coasters so prove that point (laughs) but you know i've even i've even said that to myself recently about a few months ago it's like i was ready to quit i was just like okay i'm not doing the things that I wanna do with it. I don't foresee certain opportunities ever being there for me. Not gonna go into too much detail on that, but like you and I have had that discussion, like certain things I didn't think were in my future. And and it always seems like when I'm ready to pack it in and say, hey, I'm done, a bigger opportunity comes my way. And I'm just like, you know what? I give up. Yeah. Like the inflatable tube man, I'm like, oh, I'm good. But it, it's like, as soon as I'm ready to hang up the, and close the chapter, like a whole page of highlights come in, like, no, you need to read this. So, you know, I ain't giving up. You ain't giving up. And if you do, I may hurt you. So you can't give up. See how that works? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and it is something that I've thought about too. Right. Is that like, I know, and realistically, I know, like I'm not going to be a performer forever. Right. But I will eventually transition to something different, right. Whether that is to be a referee or a manager or a commentator or an MC of some sort, Something will happen. And I know, because I, listen, this this business I knew about since I was a kid. I was a fan of the, of the business. Well, not even the business. I was a fan of wrestling forever. And then getting in, I just fell more in love with everything from behind the scenes. And I'm like, there's no way in this life that I'm living that I'm ever going to find myself pulling away. So from the podcast to actually being in the ring to just being a fan, like, I'm always going to be that guy who loves pro wrestling and I'm okay with that. And I was like, I'm going to find myself in new, new unique situations, no matter where I'm at, whether I'm like the old guy in a corner, that's like, you know, back in my day, this is what we did (laughs) or the, or the 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 guy that's the mc who's like up and alive and like getting a crowd hyped up before every single match or just even the commentator who's the color commentator and just talking trash about the fans i don't really care i just want to just be a part of this because this entertainment business that is something i've always wanted to be a part of and i get to find myself in it and i i i get excited every time i think about like like this saturday i'm gonna go be performing and then like Next, and on Sunday, we have the live show, like, on the podcast, so it's, I don't know, I just, it's weird to hear people talk about, like, the business, and they, I know, like, a lot more people have done it longer than I have, but there's those guys out there, like, a Scorpio Sky or a guy like, uh, like, Josh Alexander, who, like, they've been doing it for so long, but you could just hear the passion in their voice and how much fun they're having, and I'm like, I don't want to miss out on that.
0: No. And that's why I I haven't given up because I, even in my moments of when I want to quit in this business, I also hear in my voice how much I want to quit because of how much I care. You know what I mean? Like you hear the care in your voice. It's almost like, it's almost like a breakup that you don't really want to break up with the person. You're just like, yeah, I think we have to do this, but I don't want to do this because I love you. And it's the same thing for me with, you know, with this I love it so much that I don't really want to walk away but so I don't (laughs) I stick around because I'm like I ain't finished with you yet I haven't finished torturing this wrestling profession yet Uh uh-uh you guys ain't (laughs) seen the last of me yet I but because I love it and that's the same thing it was I loved it as when I was a wrestler I love it even more so now as a referee who knows what else another path for me, maybe something different, you know, maybe it will be in podcasting or talking to other people or helping mentor the next generation. Like who knows where your road is going to take you at that point. But you know, it's a fun journey. It's a fun journey to learn.
1: Yeah. And I think about it, like, and, and another person, my dad brought up some really good advice to me too. While I was like still in my first year, right. Uh, Gino had said, uh, He's like, I was ready to give up, right? He's like, I was ready to quit. He's like, but I thought about it. And he's like, imagine that you're getting ready to, you're getting ready, you're hanging it up, right? The day you hang it up, that next day, someone's like, hey, where's that short Puerto Rican loudmouth guy at? I want to bring him on my show. And they're like, oh, he retired. Oh, bet. Next. And he's like, that that, that could have been me. He's like, so I was like, no, I'm going to hang on. I'm going to keep pushing and keep motivating the next generation because he's like, I don't want to miss out on that spot. And I think about that too. I'm like, I don't want to, I would love for it to all of a sudden be like, Hey, where's that, uh, that military guy who like has the gun spot, the little pew pew thing that he does. Yeah. We need to bring him <laughs> on the show. Cause I, <laughs> I was like, and then they're like, Oh, he retired I'm like, Dang. Would you get somebody else to do that? I'm like, I don't want that. I want to be a part of that. Like, nope. and even if they're like, well, he's a, he's a, he's a mentor now. Like, I don't care. Get him on the show. still. <laughs>
0: And that's that's the thing for me, too, is do I give up on the goal that I have? Because you and I have talked in length about this as well, is my ultimate goal is to be the first Latin female assigned to a major company. Now, if I decide to give up on that dream, I'm not just doing that for myself. I'm basically giving up on my culture, which I'm not going to do, especially now with everything that's happened in the last five or six months of my life. It's like fire under me. Let's let's do it because you know there's not that representation there, and easily that could be like, oh, she didn't want to do it. Okay, so we'll get somebody who's not an actual referee to do it, and put that title in somebody else, and that that means that referee, that first ever Latin female referee title, goes to somebody else. And I'm not I'm not having it. No, sorry if I sound like. You know about it, but I'm about it like that's a that's that's my culture, and that's some that's the biggest goal for me is you know to inspire the next generation of Latin females that we can do that and if I quit just because it gets a little hard or because some of these uh doors
1: aren't open for me yet,
0: doesn't mean they won't be
1: yeah, you know it's funny because I was talking with another person too, and we were talking about like the impact of like Latin people in the culture of wrestling and like. I was looking it up. I was like, yo, like how many people from Panama are um like famous wrestlers, right? Or just in 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 there. And I was looking on Wikipedia and man, I was so excited to see the list of two names. <laughs> I was like I can't quit. Like I have to get going because there's only two people who represent Panama. And I was like, I gotta be the third. Like I have to be selfishly because it was one man and one female. I was like, i selfishly like have to have my name on here as a person who's a pro wrestler, who's Panamanian. And I want to be a part of that culture. I was like, I want to be in that world. And I was like, that's, but it was insane to me to look at it and be like, why is there only two of us? In this world. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I can't I can't have that. I can't quit now. I have to keep pushing now and just to see how far I can take this.
0: And that's and that's what the similar thing is for me is that I am not ready to give up on that goal because there isn't a lot of representation that way. There is not. And I, you know, and I hate saying it that way because of whatever, but for me, the diversity thing, especially being very loud and proud, almost too loud Puerto Rican woman. Um, I don't want that not to happen. And especially for the culture, because like you said, if you look up certain things in the wrestling encyclopedia or almanac, there's really none female Hispanic referees that have made any sort of impact in this industry. Um, yet. Yet, yet, you know, and that's what would be the proudest moment for me is like, like you said, there can't just be none. There can't just be one, you know, there has to be multiples. And I'm, that's honestly circling back on our sidebar before this um, with mission pro, like there, I get to be that I get to be around other women who are strong. And, you know, that place inspires me to no end.
1: And Yep, like, you see it, right? Yeah, because like one day I was like, one day I'm gonna be here. Like I know there's, I know there's male matches here. One day I'm gonna be in that spot too. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be a <laughs> yeah, mission yeah. pro. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, viva la, viva yeah. los latinos and latinas. Like that's where I want to be. <laughs> that was I was uh, joking around with somebody the other day at work, and he's a
0: huge, huge fan of Thunderosas, and I was just like, he's like, you know, where I'd like to see you on, and this made me laugh because I was just watching. Um, her taco vlog with Lance Hoyt. And I'm just like, he was like, I want to see you on her taco vlog. And I was like, well, one day, (laughs) (laughs) well, one day speaking into existence one day, but um, it's just funny to me that, you know, for our culture that, you know, we want to represent that. And I feel like that's a, that's a big, for me, the big platform.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's the impact that I want to have too. Because like, it, it's gonna sound I I have like, and I don't want to say it like this because it sounds very conceited, and that's fine, I guess, for a little bit. But okay. I, know what, I know I know my truth. But like, I grew up in like a small town. Like, I had a teacher legit call it a black hole. Like that was crazy. And you know, I know that I have like I have a small story that I'm half I'm a I'm a mix myself, right? Being Latin and being white. Uh, veteran, right, from the military, like, not saying that we have like all struggles in our lives, that's not what I'm trying to get at, but what it is, is just like, I want to be that light for somebody else that they're like, well, shit, if he can do it, I'm definitely going to work my ass off to get to what he's doing, too. And people can look at my journey, they're like, man, like, he went from like, being in the military to being here in the wrestling world, and like, it wasn't the smoothest transition by any means, but Nonetheless, like the the time that you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And that's what I want. I wanted to I wanted to grind and make myself and I'm here now. Now I'm just like grinding harder to get higher and be on the show. Like I made it no secret that next year I want to be in L.A. Like. Hello, Hollywood, like I'll be there Um, and I want to be a part of like the collective. And I'm going to work my ass off to get there and build my own momentum, which was crazy enough, my word of the year. So I'm like, that's, that's all I'm going to do. Just build momentum and get out there and do what I got to (laughs) do.
0: And similar next year. I want to be working at the collective, but for one of the bigger companies, Um, you know, I have, I've had people tell me on Instagram of, of one specific person who, was like, you inspire me, but because you didn't give up and you didn't quit, I didn't either. And you're inspiring for us Latin women. And I'm like, yes, because m- my platform with that is, is that, you know, I may be pale, but I'm still half, you know, I'm still half-Rican. That yeah. Puerto Rican blood does run through me, you know. I, I, I love Araquan Gadole as much as the next chick, you know, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's making, for me, it's making the difference that we're not one body type one stereotype one nationality like it, it's about the person too and there there is, is spaces for everybody no matter your culture as well but it's nice like you said you know i'm not giving up there's momentum there's things that i want to do there's things that i want to check off the bucket list and and so far you know i'm pretty happy within the last two years when i've been able to check off my little my little baby list here but there's still some other things that I want to get done, and I'm not stopping until I do them. So,
1: Yeah, I've looked at my top 10. I, I have, like, my top 10 workers that I want to I get uh, by the end of 2022, and I have, like, some other goals i got to hit. I've made it no, no secret. You guys can go check it out, and you can check out all the different episodes and, and find what my top my 2020 list is. But uh, I want two know. of them. What's that? Who's two
0: of them? Who's two of them?
1: So, crazy enough, I've actually worked the top two names on my list. Who were the top two? Uh, T.J. Sykes uh, is one of them, you know, and the other one was actually Andino, who Studio Andino on on Twitter. If you guys want to go find him, Uh, I got to work him too. Who coincidentally is one of the guys that I train with, but we never crossed paths, and we finally had the chance to cross paths in the ring. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. Currently, he is the uh, Fight Club Pro uh, Chocolate City Champion, as well as the one CW bulletproof champion and also the kayfabe junkies champion, which he won that title off of me. But uh, yeah, so I got to work him and then a couple names names there on there too, as well as uh, like Darius Carter and Isaiah Wolf from prolific are two of the big names. And another name I get to work too is uh, here soon is violence. And I'm just, there's all sorts of other like, names out there that I've just mad excited that 2022 is going to provide me those opportunities to work those guys. Which is awesome.
0: So I'll give you two of my uh, bucket list things because I want to speak them into existence. So we're going we're gonna to do, do the vision board thing right now. You spoke yours. I'll speak mine. Um, one of them is to referee the Ring of Honor Women's Championship match on AEW. That's one of my goals. And then the other one is to be the first Latin female signed to a contract as a referee for Impact Wrestling.
1: I like that. That's definitely...
0: Those are my two. two. So, I mean, two out of the many. I have my vision board on my phone as my background. This way, I never keep my vision out of sight. Whether it's home, on my fridge, back of my phone. You actually inspired me, I think, tonight. I'm going to write out again... My new list of people at, whose matches I want to referee. Oh, by the way, I'm adding Red Dog to that. That's right. <laughs> boom, boom. Let's let's speak that into existence. Let's 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 get on that. Okay.
1: Hell yeah. Have, have uh, refling no, I mean, with one of my matches. I would definitely appreciate that.
0: <laughs> hell, Derby Dog may come
1: out of retirement. And wrestle Red Dog. <laughs> I. You know what? I welcome that.
0: <laughs> I thought about it the other day. I was just like. Because I was at a wrestling show and they needed a girl to wrestle, and they were like, "Oh, would you do? Would you do it?" And I'm like, "I haven't done it in a year and a half, but sure, sure." I didn't have to actually ref the match that they needed, so I was like, "Okay, I'm good." Okay, I'll, stay- I'll keep my stripes. Fine. I
1: so the the crazy thing is, is one of my big goals that I want to hit by October is actually be on AEW Dark at least once. So. I put that i put that out there numerous times i've said on numerous episodes of this podcast that that's definitely like that's the that is the top goal is to get there so the only way i'm gonna get there is if i'm building up my own momentum which is what i've been working on and like obviously this podcast has like helped supply that because like I've worked with different wrestlers and get to talk to different wrestlers about how to get to those positions and, and build myself up so that people see me but yeah AEW dark is definitely like that that number one spot that I definitely want to hit so there's that
0: (laughs) there's that let's let's speak these things into existence I feel like manifesting is like a big thing that it works and it helps I mean like I've said to you previously I manifested my WWE tryout I literally saw the email that somebody else got and I said I'm going to be at that one too two and a half weeks before my tryout I would look at the email every couple of days and I was just like you know what I'm gonna be there with this person like I'm gonna be there too two and a half weeks before my tryout I get an email hey you're at the next shop. wait a second that worked <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. it needs to happen more often I need to my myself into existence
1: well it's like I've been like posting up like so much more and that's why I've like, been posting up a lot more clips and stuff like that because I definitely see like a lot of other people who post up their clips and stuff like that, and then start to get like build that momentum up. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. let me let me start putting this clip up. Let me take that clip. Let me update this. Let me uh, take care of that. So, like, I'm always like trying to like put out there, like, hey, like notice me. <laughs> I'm here. Hi. I'm right here. <laughs> Is is I don't know, but it's going to be a lot of fun regardless of what happens. Because the funny thing is, is when you mentioned the eight, uh, the Ring of Honor, I was actually at uh, in Baltimore at the AEW where Mercedes Martinez and Praso uh wrestled for the uh, ROH Women's Title uh, to unify that belt.
0: I was watching at home. I was definitely watching at home. Yep. I I definitely when I saw the finish of that match I I was teary eyed and I it was such such a good match one and for the winner of that match that person holds a special place in my heart as as a friend and I was just like I'm so happy for you <laughs>
1: so happy for it was crazy like watching that match because uh like in the crowd like being there like the crowd was was semi lively. But there was a spot, like, and I know because I've gone back and watched and listened, and you could just hear me loud as of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just a dead spot, and it's, like, right at the opening chain sequence, and you just hear this guy, like, "Whoa wrestling. That's me. That's me. <laughs>
0: just We got to so go cool. listen to it back now.
1: Yeah, so happy because, like, Gianna Prazo, like, She did this roll. She got Mercedes in this, like, crazy arm lock. And then, like, she gave the appearance. Like, obviously, she, like, hyperextended the elbow with her feet. And, like, I just, I popped. I was, like, yo, this is amazing. And everybody (laughs) like, and the whole section just, like, it just felt like that moment where you ever see, like, like the cartoon shows were, like, who said that? And, like, everybody moves and they just point to the person. And that was me. Like I just looked around and everybody was just staring at me. I was like, hi, that was me who said that.
0: <laughs> that, that,
1: that everybody's giving you the this look. Yep. Like, who's this guy? Who's that guy? You know, the other part, like if you watch uh, that episode too, and as you see John Moxley walking in front of like the crowd, mm-hmm. and, like, there'll be a crowd to his left and there's like really TV stands and like the hard cam is on the right. And I'm just right there. <laughs> like, I'm right behind the hard cam. And you you're just like, see hey me you just look look you like an idiot.
0: On, and Yo, like, I have
1: my hoodie. I have my hoodie that has this logo on. I'm just right there.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't even, since we're talking about shirts. Hold on. This will make sense to what I was saying. Hey. Latina pride, baby.
1: Hell yeah. But. Oh, it was it was it was a trip to be a part of it, but just seeing Mercedes and Gianna Prazo like in the ring working and I learned so much, like I learned so much about like TV and angles and stuff, just like being at AEW and just like watching it play out. And I was like, yo, there's just there's so much to like ingest and try to interpret and I had to go back and watch that episode over again just so that I can remember like, oh yeah, they were doing this at this spot. Oh yeah. They were doing this at this, they were working this, but I saw this going on here at the same time. And it's like just seeing on TV versus like what it was like being there live. And then just thinking about like how like different forms of communication were happening. I was like, mm-hmm. this is so cool.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite part of being backstage for TV, whether it's doing extra work when I did extra work for WWE or being, you know, when I worked for impact and that part is what I love. I love watching the production side, what goes into it. I love being immersed in the TV. <clears throat> that was the game changer for me. Cause I was just like, I love this. This is amazing because then you see it from a different perspective. You don't see the finished product that you see on TV. You see how their promos get done and how, They structure matches, how the agents have a helping hand in that and how they use the referee for time cues and whether it's in in commercial and things like that. You get to see that live, but somebody on TV may not see all of that.
1: Yeah, it was definitely it was so cool when I was like (laughs) I was sitting there watching part of the like a lot of the matches and the way like it's it was so weird because like something happened uh, during that show that I haven't happened before. Cause like a lot of wrestling I watch, I watch as a fan and I'm just invested and I get caught up in the moments and I just like I don't know. I turn into a little school schoolboy, like watching it and I giddy I'm like giddy about it. But I was watching the show live and I found myself like watching things and just noticing things from a different perspective. And since then I have not been able to watch wrestling the same way because I'm just like mm. All right, cool. So this is where we're going in. All right, here's, here's where the double downs come in. All right, bet. And then, like, I just find, like, a whole different way of, like, I'm like, I don't know whether I like it or not, but it's definitely a lot more enticing to me. I'm just like, all right, now I I feel like I'm picking up, like, on a lot more stuff. And it's just, it's weird to have that happen because, like, you know, as a kid, you grow up and you're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, did you see that big movie Hit him With? And now I'm like, did you see that wrist lock? yeah because you went from watching it for purely
0: entertainment value to watching it now like this is my study guide this is something i want to watch and see maybe this is something i can pick up on it's like i said it's almost like watching it as a study guide you watch it for the fact of you can learn something from it or to see it from the technical aspect of it rather than oh this is just cool
1: yeah It's 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 been it's been so unique to like have this whole thing change in front of me and I'm like, nice. I enjoy this a lot more. Uh listen, so Lane, we we play a game on this show, right? So if you're a part of now Ancient Ring, uh, we have you know the three count podcast, ten count questions. Obviously on the, the live shows we have the red dots power rankings, but on this show We play three rounds of pin, submit, or DQ. Okay. So I'm going to give you either three characters, uh, three people, uh, three movies, whatever is coming off the dome is is what you're going to get. But for our warm-up round, right, this is round one, we're going to go with three people that you may be familiar with, right? So we're going to go with uh, (laughs) – We're gonna go. Uh, I get, I had it. I had it, and I just lo- so we're gonna go with uh, Mercedes Martinez. We're gonna go with Gabby Gilbert, and we're also gonna go with Thunder Rosa. So you got to pin one, submit one, and DQ one. Okay, this is gonna be a little hard. Um,
0: pin Gabby because I feel like I would have to go with submission to Mercedes because of just how good she is with submissions. Not to say Thunder is not, but I would do disqualification with Thunder Rosa because of her match versus Britt Baker. So I feel like that woman can, yeah. Yep, those are my three. So pin Gabby, submit Mercedes, and then uh, DQ
1: Thunder Rosa. all right so our next one right we're gonna make this a little bit more uh complicated (coughs) so we're gonna go with uh every a lot of people's favorite colombiana herself i say that because uh she was in that movie zoe sadala we're gonna take jennifer lopez and then Everybody's favorite Latina herself, Selena. Oh okay. So
0: pin you said Zoe Saldana was the first one, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Pin her. Submit Jennifer Lopez because this is this is truly this is truly girly. Bisexual reasons submission, so I can feel up on that booty. Okay, <laughs> and then obviously DQ Selena because I wouldn't want to do anything to to her. I would just go. I would just go out and DQ myself. I would get the ten count on that
1: one. Yeah. But definitely
0: yes. submit J Lo. Just yeah. and.
1: bet. And then our uh, our last one that we're gonna do right up. We'll probably take this back into the wrestling world. We're gonna have a lot of fun with this one. But let's go with. You know what people would consider the top three. We're going to take Sasha Banks. We're going to take Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and then last but not least, we're going to take uh, Diana Perazzo.
0: Okay, that's a that's a good one. Um, submission with Deanna, because you want to out-submit the submission queen on my end. Right. Um, DQ would be you said Sasha Banks. Britt Baker. I would do DQ with Britt Baker for the same reason as Thunder Rosa. I feel like she could do we could do some damage with each
1: other with the DQs.
0: Um and then pin Sasha.
1: It's yeah, you gotta pin Sasha because like you know what? Hey, she elevates talent, she's gonna elevate you. And I just I, I'll be honest with you. If I'm pinning I'm pinning Sasha, like just like yo, no, I just want this win. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> Because, you know, like in wrestling, whether it's by luck or you're cheating or you get a legitimate three count, like, hey, oh, you just get that three count. That's all that matters. <laughs> and
0: I feel like with Diana, that would be the biggest
1: challenge and honor
0: is to out submit her and, you know, get one on her rather than the Fujiwara arm bar. So, like, it would have to be a submission with that one.
1: Oh, yeah. To submit to Virtuosa, I could definitely uh, be <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lane, uh, let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you.
0: I am on Twitter and Instagram under Latina Ref Lane,
1: and she also has her own pro wrestling tees where you guys can go pick up her stuff. Uh, it's under the same name, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So make sure go buy her gear and support her. You know, give her the likes, give her the follows. But like every great part of a wrestling match. We got to take this home because this is the three count podcast presents now entering two Oh one. And you guys know who I am. Clifford red dog minute, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling, but it's never about me. It's about who's entering. And you see her right next to me, the Latina pride herself, the referee lane Rosario. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you better be clicking on the link. To pro wrestling tees, buying our t-shirts, liking our stuff, liking this video, commenting on it, sharing with your friends, and doing all the good stuff, or you're really just waiting for this episode and you're waiting for the outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. show us support please